We've got some fresh new young talent doing some things that I know you haven't heard before. Let's bring the rock. Why were you made? I was made to be happy. The way to be happy is to know truth. To love goodness. In other words, I am made for God. Pero quiero lío en las dioses. Quiero que se salga afuera. You are now listening to the Holy Ruckus Podcast. All right, guys, you are listening to the Holy Ruckus Podcast. It is Easter time, so we have resurrected the pod. I mean, what else are 230-somethings going to do? I got with me a new co-host, a new uh, hanger-outer, someone that's going to be waking up in the morning like Folgers in your cup. We got <laughs> Father Patrick Mullen. Yo, what what's Father? up? It's so good to be with you. This is, uh, this is a huge honor for me. This is practically a bucket list item for me is collaborating with the <laughs> Josh Moldies. This is uh, kind of sick. No way, dude. I, I I wish my wife would have said that like to me like when we were getting married, like at our vows. Like, this is a bucket list item for us to like marry Josh Moldies. Like, I wish. I wish. So I am super flattered that you would even fathom saying oh, that I'm a bucket list item. I'm feeling it. Oh I'm my feeling God. it all over the place right now. I got the feels. Oh, there you go. Feel feel the feels, and hopefully this uh, this recording goes well. Um, <laughs> we, you know, if you want to send your mail, just go ahead at or Josh at theholyrockers.com. You want to send me hate mail, or you know, or yeah, we can figure this out. Shade. But just you know, absolutely stuff to offer up. You know, turn the other cheek, whatnot. Exactly, exactly. Father, it's it's a blessing to have you here. It's 10 a.m. here, Eastern Time. Uh, we are in the quarantine era. Yeah. Saga. It's, it's a yes. new world. The new world looks it, like, you know, a bunch of people standing at their windows, staring outside. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what it looks like? I, I That's totally, what I'm doing right what? now, so... <laughs> Oh my God. Like it, it, it's a wild thing. I mean, unprecedented. I don't know. I mean, yeah. but at least we have new media and technology to kind of get Amen. us through the day. That's but, true. um, father, why don't you start us off? Um, I think somewhat they know, they know me, they know the Holy ruckus, but like, why, um, why are you here? Like who invited <laughs> you? What's going who on? Tell us about yourself. It's like, uh, it's like, you know, you're not supposed to give a mouse a cookie, apparently. I read the book. Or a moose a muffin. I read this, the follow-up. Great, great, <laughs> great stories. You're not supposed to give a Father Patty a platform. Like, that's that's a bad move. <laughs> this will not end well. Um, yeah, so I'm um, one of the newest priests, praise God. Um, not even one year ordained, coming up on my 11th month anniversary for the Archdiocese of Washington. Uh, me and my nine classmates uh, were the class of 2019, a bumper crop year. And uh, I'm a, the parochial vicar. I'm the assistant priest. I'm not the pastor at St. Patrick's in Rockville. And I've been here since last July. But I've been, you know, working <laughs> for, for like <laughs> only part of Let me tell you, the last couple of weeks and, and months, have been like an exercise in what do I do with my hands? Like, how do I fill this time? Um, but I'm a local guy. Um, I'm actually, I grew up in Rockville. Um, my home parish was our next door neighbor uh, at St. Jude's in, in Twinbrook, Rockville. 
So, yeah, we're Aspen Hill. And uh, I, I love it here. Um, I love the Archdiocese of Washington. Other um, complimentary remarks so that if this should ever come to my bishop's ears, <laughs> he give. <laughs> yes, raving reviews. Five-star reviews. Ladies and gentlemen, as you listen, if you want to be a, a fan, I could say, hey, go ahead and give the Holy Ruckus a five-star review. Go ahead and give the Archdiocese of Washington a mm. five a, right. a five star <laughs> review or a five dollar review five dollar <laughs> review put your money where your mouth is give him a five dollar review you know little emojis emoticons for right. blessing us with the gift of the ordination of father pat <laughs> you know it it was uh it was an undeniable like evidence of the holy spirit's movement that uh that assisted me in getting where i am today because uh, there's no way that this would ever have happened on my own initiative and by my own <laughs> doing. I have uh, the, the great privilege and claim to being like one of the, the second longest tenured seminarian um, in the modern or contemporary period. Uh, I was in formation for about 12 years in two different stints. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm kind of a big deal. Yeah, uh, just a little bit, Father. How long have yeah? How long have we known each other? How did that happen? I'm trying to remember oh, the exact yeah. moment of your so, vocation to me. We definitely <laughs> would have crossed paths by like 2012, but I think it was even earlier than that. I think it was like eight nine years ago that um, I was down in Southern Maryland doing youth ministry, and you were up in. Silver Spring at the time, I think, doing youth ministry. Sure, so we... that would have been like 2010 or 11, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So that's going back a ways. And uh, and I was a terrible youth minister. Um, all <laughs> of my friends were better youth ministers than, than I am. Be eventually some one of my former youth ministers or youth uh, group um, participants listening to this, and they're going to say, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, he was <laughs> He was disorganized. You know, we never knew what he was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know if we were yeah. Lutherans or like right. whatever. Like, <laughs> no, that's wild. Yeah, not, what not is right it about like, yeah, what's going on with like, everybody drops out of like, okay, folks, <laughs> well, a little background. When I met you, you were in youth ministry coming out of seminary. You had yeah. discerned out for a time right. and then you pop back in and, you know, while no one's looking, get yourself <laughs> ordained, right? <laughs> Right, yeah, um, I just snuck back yeah. in. Um, I realized, like, you know, they're not even paying attention to, like, who gets these <laughs> lines. You know, as as one of my friends once put it, like, you can just buy a clerical. So, like, it's <laughs> it's really cheap unless you want to do it so, so the so-called legitimate way. Um, yeah, my, um, I mean, my story is, you know, my story. and uh, And I'll be telling it soon enough for the benefit of my, parishioners um we're going to be recording uh, i guess the old vocation story at some point during oh, the time um corn tide um i yeah um realized that working with like here's the reader's digest like the little teaser that uh, you can't work with young people and encourage them like fearlessly and boldly pursue you know god's plan and his will for their lives if you're not willing to like put up you know or shut up you know like to do the same thing basically and they'll see sure. right through it and they'll call you out on it so 
yeah, that's that's uh, that's the danger of working with the youths um, is that they they put they push back and they want to see you doing the same thing. So yeah. for sure, what yeah. is that about? Like young people, I'm like, I'm like, come on, man, look at yourself. Stop looking at me. Stop looking at me. You know? I don't know like, about you. I feel about... old. <laughs> I think I don't freak when I get up now. It's it's uh it's bad. Um, yeah, young people. Young people are uh, like reason for why I've you know ever you know pursued holiness in my life is because they they encourage um, they they desire you know authenticity. You know, they, there's a strong hunger in young people for just offset, uh, like being real. You know, they can sniff mm-hmm. it out if you're not real. And so they're, you know, they're good at calling me out on my BS, man. There you go. And that's kind of brings us to why like the Holy Ruckus exists. Like it started off as like a young adult kind of movement where we were just like, you know what, let's, I, I wanted to create something that I wasn't seeing in uh, in media of myself. And we always hear the same line, the the new evangelization, you know, all this stuff, all these yeah. buzzwords. And I'm like, what does that actually really look like? You know, like, let's take away the rehearsed lines and let's just put a microphone in the middle of two mm. of two people and just see what we get. And, yeah. and that's where the Holy Ruckus came from. And mm. so thank you so much for answering the call. Amen. I, I am happy could, to be on the call. I am not going to be on on many calls these days. So, you know, there's no communion calls. There's no, there's nothing else. You know, you were the last thing that I (laughs) was playing. I was just playing. No, go for it. Uh, Go for it. Well, it's funny. Well, well, yes. So so, hopefully no sick calls, no last right stuff in the next half hour because you are ours for this time time being. We can get, you know, all gussied up and put on the PPE and go see people off is like the church will always have a high place of pride, a high premium on preparing people to make, to meet their maker, you know, uh, preparing, preparing people for death. That's a nice way of saying people die. I gotta be there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta be ready. I gotta be ready. I gotta be ready to, to dish out the grace that, and it always like, especially during this time of quarantine, it's like, well, you must have a lot of time on your hands. Well, maybe that's true. Maybe on some days. And then I always hear like, you ever hear the story like, well, if like the tree falls in the forest and no one's there to yeah. hear it, does it still make a sound? Like, right. so if uh, during quarantine, if a priest says mass, uh, <laughs> does anybody receive the graces? Like, yeah, right. That's a, that's a legit like head scratcher, but it's absolutely true at the same time. Like it, there's one thing about our Catholic church, you know, the body of Christ, and the Eucharist that makes us the body of Christ is that the sacraments will always, really, until the end of time, you know, we absolutely believe and trust um, that this will be true. The sacraments have to continue, have to, and the, the sacrament of the Eucharist being chief amongst them, uh, because they're God's, you know, abiding presence, they're his, you know, um, his gifts to us of life you know, keep us together. So th- those graces absolutely, you know, wash over our parish, you know, as Monsignor and I pray, quote unquote, private masses, um, we ask that that, you know, the blood of Christ, you know, cover and wash over our people wherever they are, and especially those most in need. And spiritual communion is a thing, you know, going back to even before the times of the, mm. the Black Plague, the, the Black Death, um, but 
Yeah, it's it's one of those things where the lived experience, like the subjective reality of like, does it feel to us? And then what mm-hmm. we believe are maybe a little disconnected. You know, it, it does require a, an act of faith, an act of trust that like, okay, I'm, I'm making my spiritual communion at home with my family or whatever. We may watch mass on Sundays together. Um, and it may feel like totally disconnected, disjointed, like not familiar and awkward and, and all of the above. It may feel all of those things and still the spiritual reality, the graces, are, are available. We absolutely believe that it's tough. Totally. So, so you're saying what I feel doesn't matter so much. I'm saying that, um, I empathize greatly with like the, the disconnect, the disconnected feeling. Um, mm-hmm. but this is exactly like the, the Catholic conundrum or the Christian conundrum. Like the fact that we've always, always <laughs> been required and expected <laughs> of our Lord, you know, our Lord puts it on us all the time that uh, even though it may not be, um, you know, the way, the way we want things to be, or, you know, or may not make sense to us the way we want it to make sense to us. We're always being invited to uh, make our act of faith, make, um, agree, accept, um, trust, hope. And uh, yeah, that's, yeah. The feeling part is kind of like, you know, a, a long, mm-hmm journey of like how do i how do i put down roots deep enough that when the winds blow and the storms come and the feelings of consolation totally disappear from me you know they're nowhere to be found how do i weather it out you know how do you deal like you know um which brings us to this like it is quarantine i mean well i don't know uh so you are separated for now Mm -hmm. with your flock correct Uh, i can't get rid of my flock uh they follow me around everywhere yeah i you know went to walmart and got some you know uh workout equipment to do from work from home and you know i work from home i'm a teacher so i'm doing distance learning yeah like from home for my students but yet my little monsters like i have uh four (laughs) kids three girls one boy um under uh i don't know how they are five four two one something like that no five four five four three one i think and then one on the way so pray uh it's, a lot has changed um and that was before quarantine don't get it twisted quarantine i know there's gonna be some quarantine babies mine was already on the way right he, he already had it delivered you know the, <laughs> the moldeses were like ahead of the curve right the yeah we knew this was coming we need yeah. we knew this was coming folks we just wanted to spend extra time with each other and, you know, it, in the pregnancy department, we were just like, you know what, hon, like you're hormonal, you know, first trimester, second trimester, bring it on. I want to be with you all the time, you know, and the four kids. Yeah, you know? exactly. So that, what could was possibly be challenging about that? Yeah. Nothing. Oh, my God. Clearly. And oh, I'm man. supposed to actually just stay handcuffed to a jungle gym or something. Like I, I have to be always <laughs> available. You're exactly. The, you're, you're what they climb on. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So my kids are wild and crazy, but they're they're blessings. You know, we I gotta I gotta always yeah. put that in there. They are yeah. blessings, but they're monsters. Right. But um. So you yesterday was um. Yeah. Exactly. So we are in the month of May. Uh, it's quarantine. I don't know. Uh, 
sing Happy Cinco de Mayo. I, I guess we could say. Oh my God! Yeah. That confidently, <laughs> um, best Cinco de Mayo memory for you, as in uh, Irishman or Scottish? <laughs> like, I've seen your beard. You have right. red in your beard. Like, are you yeah. Scottish? Are you Irish? Are you German? I, I don't know. Oh man, You're definitely, definitely not Filipino. You're not Filipino. <laughs> That's right. I'm not. I'm not very Filipino. You would not confuse me for such. But I. Um, I am. <laughs> I, I am very Irish. Um, on both sides of the family. Um, I've got <laughs> Mikhail blood and Mullen. Um, Mullen blood in me, and uh, a whole bunch else. But um, I guess Cinco de Mayo rules follow. I hope they follow St. Patty's Day, where it's like everybody's Irish on St. Patty's Day, and then yes. today everybody's. Everybody's Mexican, right? Everybody's, you know. For Mexican, sure. You know, Everybody gets one. lit. Yeah. Um, I don't have a lot of, like, a lot of Cinco de Mayo um, celebration stories, but I do have one that I'm fond of um, <laughs> from my first time <laughs> through major seminary at Mount St. Mary's. It was the thick oh, of boy. my final. There's the name drop. Hold on. <laughs> this is a pre recorded session. Let's keep going, going. Let them have it. Right. This has no reflection upon, you know, the institution of Mount St. Mary's and we weren't even aware of like any of what was going on. But um I uh you know, we, we had like a big two finals the next day and <laughs> every, my whole class was like panicking. We were like, you know, how the heck is this gonna go? Like, what do you think he's gonna ask? We're doing the typical like, you know, final exams shuffle and whatnot and like anxiety dance and um and then it occurred to me i was like holy holy crud it's may 5th and they're like yes it's may 5th way to go yeah. very good patrick and i was like that's cinco de mayo like we have to celebrate we have to party right now and one of my buddies <laughs> um he he was there for the original conversation when i was like trying to get people pumped up and like everybody was like no no pat we've got we've got a study we've got you know tests tomorrow and in comes, you know, this friend of mine, Ben, and I said, like, Ben, we got to celebrate. It's Cinco de Mayo. We're, we're going to party. And he was like, oh, okay. You <laughs> 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 know, this, like, total resignation of, like, man, I really don't want to and I shouldn't. Mm, okay. So I guess in that, in that story, I'm concupiscent. Like, <laughs> there you go. The tempter, for sure. Um but you know, we passed. It was it was it's all fine. You know, the next day. <clears throat> uh, totally, totally. I that wonder if this is the same Ben that I know. Decent Cinco de Mayo story. You've got to have something better than that. Give me. Give I gotta no. To be honest, the funny part is okay. So I'm Latino. I'm I'm Bolivian. I'm not Mexican. Prior to country mm-hmm. Bolivian, and I'm not Filipino as well. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I get mistaken for all those. Uh, I'm either Mexican mm-hmm. or Filipino. Um, yeah. But when I was at Franciscan University. Um, that's always fun because, uh, you're in the minority of minorities of minorities. Cause, mm-hmm. uh, I was like one of maybe like, no lie, like maybe 20 Hispanics, like on the scene or at least Hispanic men, <laughs> you know, like very few of us yeah. to the very point where we point. actually like, yes, it was very, the very, uh, we, we, I don't even want to say mm-hmm. maybe they're very, very affluent. White. No, <laughs> no, it's, no, no, very white. <laughs> 
Very white. And I, and yeah. I took one home. I married one, so it, it's got to count sure. for something. It was, it was a yeah. good experience. Thank you, Franciscan. Thank you, Franciscan, for the degree. <laughs> I actually don't know where it is. I lost it somewhere. Oh, man. So if anybody finds my it diploma or whatever, I think so. <laughs> we'll let you know. Unless someone wants Call like a five, picture five, of five, it. Two five. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't well, know where it is. I know. <laughs> but uh, I love it. I love it. And so when I went to Franciscan, um, yes, it was always fun to be – in you know Ohio, of all places, trying mm. to celebrate Cinco de Mayo <laughs> at an Applebee's near you. Oh, you know, nice. like, you know, well, and, you know, you like that's the yeah. spot, that's the joint, right? Like that's where it's the only the, joint. Yeah, all the Latinos find the nearest Applebee's on Cinco de Mayo. I, that's the tradition. and hand in their application. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on, right? But, well, they have you know they have tequila, same as everywhere else. So, oh yeah, and uh, and I was of age. I went to college at the. Uh, I went to Franciscan at the age of twenty one. I had gone to community college before then, kind of loafed around, didn't know what I wanted to do in my life. Uh, I had other single to mile stories then, but mm. uh, <laughs> but this one was was more was more tempered and and more just. I don't know. I watched everybody else get excited over it. I've kind yeah. of been there and done that, <laughs> but I don't know. Watching my wife take a take a shot of alcohol is kind of funny. <laughs> Yeah. You know, because she's white and, and she turns red right, right away, right. Right, red in the face, and you know, a little sure. tipsy turtle kind of thing. But you know, <laughs> but she keeps it, but she keeps it classy, and 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 that was all she had. You know, I think nice. Saint Thomas Aquinas would say it's to the it, was it him that's just like to the point of hilarity or something. <laughs> you ever hear that? I I just did. Um, that's See? phenomenal. Uh, that's yeah. a Franciscan thing. We want to justify our actions by saying, what did Aquinas say about it? Oh, it's, you know, to the point it tickles. You know, like, then stop. <laughs> Does, is that like moving goalposts, like, as the as the evening progresses, <laughs> yes. like the Latin, Aquinas' Latin changes? Like, oh, no, no, I'm pretty sure a more faithful translation is, like, to the point... <laughs> To, to the point of like confusion or to the point of like, you know, um, turning around over and over again. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. To the, to the point of like, dude, where's my car? Like... <laughs> <laughs> to, the, to the point just before the back tattoo, like, you know, that's, that's the point of no return. It's like, if you're in the, if you're in the parlor, you've already gone too far. Like <laughs> <laughs> if the needle hits the skin. <laughs> too far right when bad decisions are like being made that is you know that's the latin ain't no coming back from that (laughs) ain't ain't no coming back from that uh quarantine what's it like are you one of two priests there or or do you got someone else there that's right did they give you guys a seminarian are you guys in trouble like is there a seminarian there right now (laughs) suffering we do not have we do not have a seminarian Uh, we are not torturing the young man um with like what he can't do um, for the uh, for the people of God. Yeah, that's the tricky thing. It's like you know, all the guys um, that I was studying with who are going to be on assignment this summer, including all those who were hoping to go to Creighton University um, for spirituality studies. Mm. Um, they're all grounded, and there's no there's nowhere to send them. There's nowhere to put them. There's just communal life, and which is good. Much a formation thing. As anything, you got to know how to like treat each other well and, and get along, and that's what you know. Me and the pastor are doing. Um, he's like one of the best roommates I've ever had. You know, he's way 
way cleaner than I and like makes me want to be a better person. So yeah, yeah does I he wake you up? Does he set your alarm? <laughs> Just stands over me with a with a bucket of water, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, so he sets you know he sets a schedule, a liturgy schedule. We still have mass intentions from um, earlier this year that people asked for, and uh, well, so we say mass um, for the people of God, and then a lot of it is how do you fill it? And so this is actually, you know, kind of surreal for me because now recording a podcast, this is one of the things that I've been doing that I always wanted to do, always said I was going to do. I'm like the the laziest, latest adopting millennial that I know Mm. because everybody else has been into the podcast game for like years at this point and I'm just getting (sighs) into it. So like, Mm -hmm. it's exciting for me, but I've been listening to podcast for like the first time ever and uh and i've been like whoa this is what i'm <laughs> like holy cow this is fantastic so um it's incredible what you can do with your time when you're not serving the people of god <laughs> <laughs> right yeah uh when i'm not like you know doing all that sacrament stuff you know getting in my way <laughs> um yeah so i've been um you know figuring out different uh homily podcast to up my game a little trying there's a homily podcast there are several there there in fact there are a note there's no end like you could literally just (laughs) pause the world at this point and not have enough time until jesus comes back to like listen to (laughs) all the homily content and um so it's like you know it's it's the game of Oh, these guys are like, you know, a little bit closer to my style or, you know, that sounds like something that, you know, I could get into. Da, 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 da. Um, mm. Yeah. What are the top the right... three? What are you listening to? So, um, of course, shout out to the biggest name in the biz. Like, you know, um, Bishop Barron is uh, is super, nice. super solid, super accessible, very, uh, very easy to listen to. Um, and very easy on the eyes, like? too. What's very that? easy on the eyes. He, very <laughs> easy on the eyes. That oh, man. most definitely those glasses, man. You know. Yeah, they, he switched it up, and in, yeah. in the twenty twenty tens, he switched up his frames. It, very it much makes uh, it easy hipster. to believe that he's erudite. You know, like you <laughs> want to think that he's British uh, just by the look of him. Um, there's the two guys. Oh man, I'm gonna like mess up this shout out. Uh, they call themselves the Lanky Guys. Um, and it's, uh, it's, a, it's a brother priest. Um, God, forgive me, Father, for I, I cannot recall your name. And Scott Powell. Scott Powell I've heard of before. I've seen him at, like, peak conferences and stuff, doing the Catholic speaker circuit thing. Um, they're two biblical scholars, and they do the Lanky Guys podcast. And that's really good. Hmm. Um, really good, solid content. Very, very witty banter. Um, and then there's, like, a really short easily digestible like three minute just uh reflection out of the saint paul center that dr scott Hahn does and i know he has longer form um as well but like that one is like so solid for like daily mass prep because it's just you know three minutes so you know everybody has sure. that and, <laughs> exactly uh, yeah that's kind of like the first the first shot and then i'm like you know lo- always looking for more always looking for others and uh, just great, just grateful that we have such in-depth um, Christian media, 
you know, Catholics in the game doing this like you guys at Holy Ruckus long before I ever showed up. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. Well, don't 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 give us too much credit. I was sleeping on this podcast because I wanted to find the right one. I mean, I started this, as you know, um, with with my boy David. Uh, three years ago, and we were doing pod, and we were doing, and then I had Ferdinand, uh, another, all these ex seminarian guys, uh, you know, because they had time on their hands. I was like, oh, you right, want to yeah. do something? You want to talk? You know, yeah. with a microphone in your in your face? Like, sure, go for it. You know, um, and so we started it there, and then I was like, okay, well, now what? And so it's so funny. I saw a meme with uh, for quarantine, and it was like. And it was like I don't know. Did you ever watch Game of Thrones? I never did sure, actually, yeah. to be honest. But but did well, you? I okay. mean, no, I never have. Uh, yeah. uh, no, no yes, one's done I've that. I've read the books. I'm a, I'm a kind of a super fan. <laughs> okay, there yeah. you go. So you know the whole like winter is coming I meme do. or whatever. Yes. The Stark House right. words. Yes. 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 Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> so there was a meme that said like prepare yourself. A bunch of thirty. 30 something males are going to start a podcast this quarantine. Like, Oh man, that's just, awesome. And it was just right on. It is. I don't know how many. Spot on. I'll, I'll tell you, we're in good company as far as like the, I was just listening to <clears throat> the Jen Fulweiler show and yeah. she's, she's so solid. I, I loved her book and I love her story. Um, you know, converting from, from being an atheist. And um, she's very, very funny. And she she was like saying, like, just do it. Just go be creative and, and put out the content. And don't don't give the excuse of like, everybody does these things. Like, you know, everybody has one. Just be bold and use the time. <laughs> exactly. You know, for if nothing else, like, I think of it in the same way as I was taught to think of prayer. Because years ago, I like threw shade at my spiritual director and I was like, this whole praying thing, like, it's just dumb. Like, you know, there's no guarantee. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty bold. That's brass. You know, like, maybe you could piece together, like, why it took me two times through a seminary. Um, and I and I said, like, are you telling me that God is going to, like, hold it against someone else if I forget to, like, pray for their intentions or whatever? And he's like, you're looking after this all wrong. You need to remember that, like, whenever you pray, you will be changed. Like your life will be bettered. Your you will receive that grace, and God will affect His you know holy will and and His providence in that other person's life, like according to His timing. Like it's all it always comes back to Thy will be done. Um, but you know mm-hmm. that you will be changed when you go to pray. <clears throat> and so, like I think of it in the same terms. Like, man, I really hope somebody. <laughs> There's something at like one of our taped passes or something that like affects them. But I know that like I I can affect a change within myself first. And that's, you know, sure. that, that may be the only thing that I'm guaranteeing. But that's not a bad deal. No, it's not. It's absolutely not. And this, actually, that brings up a point. Like you said, the, the effects of prayer and what it does, even when you don't feel like it's doing anything, it kind of, I guess that's like kind of like the theme, because I think we were talking about that earlier mm-hmm. um, when it comes to saying mass and the and your right. daily routines and everything. But my thing was, and jokingly, my, my buddy of mine was you know preparing for a job interview. It's not actually funny, but I don't know why it's funny to me. But he's preparing for a job interview, and... <laughs> And this was like uh, months ago, months before quarantine. And uh-huh. he was like, hey, can I get your prayers, bros, or whatever? And yeah. and I said, absolutely. Anyway, come to find out, he did his interview early, and then I forgot to pray for him. I'm sorry, buddy. Yeah. I, I forgot to pray for you. 
and I prayed for it after the fact. Yes. You know? Yes. And I actually, um, <laughs> I actually like talked to him afterwards and say, like, so did you pray? And I say, like, no, but I prayed <laughs> after it was done for God's will yeah. to be done. Amen. And then he actually didn't end up getting the job, but, <laughs> but you know, and so they blamed it yeah. on me cause I didn't pray, but <laughs> I guess kind of how, how I heard it. I don't know if this is wrong. Tell me if this is wrong. Like that the prayers were more for like him, like for God's will to be done in him so that like, whether he gets it or not, he Ooh. may have like yeah. peace in the his right, heart. The right disposition. I don't know, because no, like, I, I think we pray that. for outcomes. Right. We don't pray for outcome. and yeah. We pray for outcome rather than praying for disposition or reception of whatever, come yeah. come whatever. Right. That, no, I'm with you. I'm following you. I'm picking up what you're, what you're laying down. Like, I 100%, I agree. Like, that's, that's the rub. It's like we're praying for, you know, we're praying for what we want usually, you know, but like the higher form of prayer, like when we get more purified and perfected at it, when we become more whole and more of ourselves, really more free in, in our own skin as children of God, that's when like the acceptance and the resignation of like, you know, Lord, this is what I want, but you know, do what you want, you know, let, let your will win out, let it be what it's going to be. And I mean, this may be like the trippy part of the podcast that we lose like everybody. <laughs> what? But, you know, if God's eternal, you know, like <laughs> these, all of these moments are like a singular moment for him. A thousand years are like, you know, one day in his, in his mind and in his infinite being. Like we can't mm. even get our minds around that. So like, if I, I, I really believe that, you know, if we're praying for, you know, people, you know, even after the fact that like those graces can still be felt like there's, there's no, there's no telling on our end. Like we don't know how that geometry works. We don't know how that, that mass shakes out because it's above our pay grade. Like it, it's just beyond mm-hmm. us. But I do absolutely believe that the, the more important grace is the one that you prayed for ultimately is that like we accept and have, you know, the right attitude about like, Lord, you said no to this, or this, this wasn't the right timing. You said not yet, you know, like help, help him, help me, you know, to be okay with that. And to realize like, that's because something else is coming or the timing will be better down the road. You know, there's just so much, so much to, uh, or you might need to just sit there and just deal with being unemployed for a little bit. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we're always looking for purposes. I can't imagine a parish outside of my own. I, I know there are plenty of busy parishes, but like this, this parish was full of like really busy people, people who basically had their foot on the accelerator the whole time, just day in, day out. They're doing the grind for years and years, and they're just pedal to the metal, going hard in the paint for so long, like this like hard break, like hard stop. Um, when we're all like, you know, some of us are hard up like financially and we're, we're stuck inside. We're isolated. Like this was a really difficult, but really necessary slowdown for a lot of our people. I I won't say all, but I'll say a lot of our people needed like, you know, the slowdown to realize like, 
Man, you know, I've been going so quick for so long. Like, what am I working for? What's really important? Like, how is this benefiting me? How is this gracing my family? All of that. When those questions, like, demand answers all of a sudden. And, um, you know, so that part of prayer, like, often happens with, like, the, the nothingness. Like, we don't get what we wanted. Mm. But, like, in that, in that emptiness, in that void, like, there is God. Of course there's God. You know, he's absolutely present there. And, in fact, he's waiting for us. He's waiting for us to, like, give him the time of day so we can say, like, you know, well, what is your mysterious purpose in all this? You know, because I had a good thing going. <laughs> and now. <laughs> and you just messed it all up. You shook that thing. What the heck, man? Like, come on. Come on. This my ain't snowball was going just fine. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, first year of priesthood, it was so hard not to, like, just sit and pout all day, every day. You know, when, when quarantine hit, I was like, man, you know, I just had all this. just rolling. Business. Yeah, I, I was looking forward to my first of this, my first of that, my first of this. And, you know, first I was challenged by a confessor, another brother priest. He was like, what does it matter? Like, what does it matter this is your first year of priesthood? Like, come on, man. Like, it, we're all feeling it. Everybody's feeling it, you know, in their own way. But it's it just sucks all around. Like, it it. You know, I take it to the Lord, you know, take it to the Lord and ask him, like, what do you mean by what do you mean by this sucks harder because it's my first year? And the Lord's answer was even clearer than my brother priest. He was like, oh, man, like, you, you don't think you're going to get those first experiences somewhere down the road? Like, you know, I'm not mm. going to give you like your first Easter with the people at some point in the future are you peacing mm. out or something? Are you giving me your two weeks notice? Because like, I'm still yeah. here, you know, are you on your way out? Yeah. If you don't have your foot, like halfway out the door, then what are you worried about? Like, you know, all those first experiences, they're going to come. They, there will be a time. And it's just not now, man. Like, yeah, Whatever. I feel for the first communicants, the confirmandi, mm. uh, the people that are coming into the church for the first time, like the catechumens, like, yeah. Tch, yeah. I mean, it's they got to hang, so you got to hang. At least you're a Christian. At least you're right. a freaking Christian. <laughs> Some cats are pagan out here. People are dying. People are dying. Yeah, you know, you know the stakes like, are real. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely real. So Yeah. So I, I, I use that as a, like, I, I, I think about that with um, random. I was thinking of the Kim Kardashian thing. Kim Kardashian's mm-hmm. like crying because she lost her diamond earring in the water she's on vacation this was years wow. ago yeah and her, and her sister's like yeah and then and then her sister's like people are dying people are dying and you're crying over you know it's just funny it's just funny yeah. um yeah for real it's amazing. but absolutely so the last part of this uh father during this quarantena that's mm. spanish for quarantine if you I didn't like know that, that. nice quarantena. quarantena on this cinco de mayo how about you hit us up with your best um, accent uh, and <laughs> oh boy, uh, your best Mexican accent to this very, very deep question. Okay. <laughs> this is our mailbag folks. We have received a question about uh, spiritual fatherhood. And I want to ask mm. you this question and I'm going to, you know, and, and since I'm a Latino, I can, I can do this. Uh, maybe not so much you father, but, but do this in your, in your best accent that, that you want. You can be Mexican. It can be whatever. It can be whatever. Um, okay. on, on Cinco de Mayo theme, I'm going to give you the question. 
Are you ready? I'm ready. I think. All right. Here's here. Yeah. Give, give me your best shot. Here's the question. Um, <sighs> padre, 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 padre. Padre. Uh, how 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 can how can I? Uh, what can I do for for you for you? What, what can I do for you? ¿Qué puedo hacer para ti, padre? Uh, in oh, this tiempo de quarantena. Uh, what can I do for you, Father, in this time of quarantine? <clears throat> what can I do? Uh, I switched it up. Now I became a... I started off as like an elderly old woman uh, from Guatemala. Now I became a uh, uh, 30-something receding hairlined Mexican. Uh, tell me, uh, what can I do... Uh, what can people do for the priests in their lives, their spiritual fathers, during this quarantine? Go ahead. Listen to me, okay? <laughs> I tell you, I tell you something. This question brings a tear to my eye. I am, I am like over here. I am missing up. I am missing in my eye because it makes me so happy. This is with this question. This question it made me so happy because people are worried about us. We are worried about you. We are worried about you. We are. We are praying for you. We are praying for all the people. So that I oh man I I can't keep that up. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the, what can they do? I I I I kid you not. Um, the perseverance of the faithful is the most inspiring thing in my life right now. Just knowing that you know there are people with you know four or five you know little rambunctious energetic monsters you know running around at home. And they've got bigger questions than, you know, I ever have to, you know, consider um, to to pray over and to work out, you know, as a family. Um, it just persevere. That's the thing. Um, I'd say persevere for your priests, like pick up your cross and follow after him. Um, I, I am not <laughs> I am not a good profit for this, you know, or, or a good witness to this because of my own story. Um, I have <laughs> like the most elaborate pity parties of all my pity parties have like flipping ice sculptures. They're really nice pity parties. <laughs> and, um, but you know, for those people, you know, we're coming up on like two months of this. Um, it, it warms my priest heart to know that people are, not giving up, still trying, you know, trying to get off the pity, the pity train. If that's where we find ourselves, let the Lord be our strength, our joy, our rock of refuge, our consolation. That's the greatest gift that you could give. At least this priest um, is just knowing that people are like still, still getting at it, still trying to do the faith thing. We'll see each other again. You know, we'll be back in church, you know, before you know it. And That'll be awesome. Like normally my answer is like, you want to be good to your priest? You want to give him something that he really wants? Like go to confession. <laughs> That's it. Like bring him your sins. Like let him know that you're not going to let like evil ever, you know, uh, get a hold of you. But that's less available these days. Like that's really hard for a lot of people to get to, especially those who used to go every week. Um, so now I'm saying like you want to, do something nice for your priest. You want to give something to your priest. I mean, your prayers matter. Your prayers are powerful. Your prayers are real and they, they're not lost. There's nothing that gets sent up to heaven 
the godlike fails to collate and file away. Like mm-hmm. nothing falls on deaf ears, you know, when it's offered up to God in sincerity of heart. But I would say that perseverance, just knowing that the people of God are doing it, makes me want to do it, you know? Amen, amen. Father, that's it. I think we are good. That's a good first episode, I think. What do you think? I, I, you know, I'll give us a, I'll give us a silver star so there's somewhere to go from here. You oh, know? okay. Um, All right, yes, yes. Keep the bar high. <laughs> yeah. It's like being the early uh, figure skater, which is a totally relatable reference, um, I'm sure, because all of your audience are probably into figure skating. <laughs> yes, exactly. Can we be the one that goes with a lead pipe to the other person's <laughs> kneecap? I want to be her. Right, yeah. I call Tanya. Yeah. She's, Tanya Harden. She's super PA. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, thank you so much for listening. Hopefully you didn't damage your ears. <laughs> Father, anything, last words, hit him. Man, um, God go with you. God God be a part of your your families and at your dinner tables, you know, until we until we meet again. Thanks for the opportunity. Amen, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, uh shake your booty. Fresh and fruity. Happy single de Mayo. Uh, take a shot uh, responsibly if you're of uh, age 21 or older uh, for us because we will be, uh, I don't know what we're doing, but we're going to have fun. We're going to enjoy ourselves uh, today on this quarantine uh, of Cinco de Mayo. Cut the check. We are done. This is the Holy Rockets podcast. I pray for you. I, 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 <laughs> I cheer for you. Adios, nos vemos. I feel when I feel. There's no me. There's no me, okay? There you go. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. This is the Holy Records Podcast. You have now rocked with the best. We'll see you soon. Peace.